0: you're listening to the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast, I'm Brad Binkley. For the first time in 63 years, both the union actors and writers are on strike at the same time, bringing Hollywood to its knees. And the first major event impacted by this double strike was the premiere of Disney's newest movie, The Haunted Mansion, which the film's stars did not attend. So in their absence, Disney replaced them with theme park actors dressed as Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Cruella DeVille, and other such classic characters who they had walk the red carpet and take pictures instead. And joining us today is an actor and friend of mine who's actually in that movie, who's going to give us his insider perspective about the implications of the actors and the writers' strike on culture, entertainment, maybe even some politics, and what he sees happening moving forward. Welcome back to the show, Ian Covell. Ian, welcome. Hey, welcome to the show, how are you feeling about all this?
1: You know, we were talking, you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, and there's a lot to unpack, you know, because I was telling you that some people in my life, family members that um, and acquaintances that don't know me, you know, they, they just know I'm an actor. They don't really know the ins and outs of, of it. And they'll say they they ask me like, so are, are you are you on strike too?" And I'm like, no, I, I never joined the union um i mean i'm I'm eligible to but there's literally no logical sense for, for me to do it living mm.
0: living know, in georgia yeah don't, you don't live in
1: georgia there's yeah there's there's no logical sense
0: so that's the way it works in georgia is you only have to get cast in a production at least is the way it used to work that is a sag production and that makes you sag eligible and then you don't have to join it, because it's a right to work state and so then you are is, has it
1: changed yeah. Well, the caveat is I can only fly out to LA one more time to work and the next, well, I should say, I should rephrase it. the next time, I, if, which I don't think I will, because I've sort of shut that stuff down. But uh, the next time I were to fly out to LA to work, I would have to join the union on the spot. I'd have to give them, and I'd have to pay because i you get a reduced rate if you join here. But if I waited till that moment. I would have to pay like the full 3,500 to join. So which is crazy. Like a certain they, they, they let they send they give you, yeah, they, they'll, uh, they offer you loans. You can finance your membership.
0: Oh, wow. That's, that's great. Do they have interest on in paying that back?
1: Oh. <laughs> it's, stu- it's, it's the stupidest union. I mean, I have, a, I have a lot of friends who are in it and I have some friends and acquaintances that are in, you know, like <clears throat> pretty important members of it locally so they'd probably be very upset if they heard me my opinions of it yeah so I, what what's the rule though that makes it
0: where you ha- only have a certain number of times going to la and
1: that's a rule that they've agreed on you know that these are all these are all rules born out of negotiation past negotiations with uh uh producers so you know it's to keep scabs from from taking the jobs right you know you and i were laughing about like what if what if they did like the uh the, the walk-on replacements for uh, ML, MLB baseball. Like yeah, like they that? did
0: with the, the that Keanu Reeves replacements movie in, in baseball. Mm-hmm. They had the replacement players back in 94, and they could have the replacement actors. And, and what if all the
1: movies are just better? <laughs> yeah, because, like, yeah, it's like the – that would be so funny if they were better. Um, obviously, the, something was going to happen with – you couldn't continue to make – the amount of content we're making. It's just untenable. Right. Um, I don't see how... And like I was telling you earlier too, I'm all for people negotiating for higher wages. You Do it. If you can convince someone to pay you more, do it. Um, but you have to have leverage. You, you right. cannot go into a negotiation without leverage. Yes, absolutely. And that's what it feels like this
0: whole message of we're all background actors and the shift to some of that is coming from because There's such a small percentage that have leverage that they have to give all these other people, make them feel like they have a stake in it to uh, feel the full force of that 160,000 or however many it is that are part of the union.
1: Yeah, that whole statement that we're all background actors, like you pointed (laughs) out, We don't say that at, at lunchtime. No, never. It's I mean, it's terrible. We don't say that when it's time to park your car on set.
0: No, I mean right. they treat background actors say, like trash.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like background actors have to park a mile away. I, and and I, you don't get a hello. You get a screw you when you walk in. Yeah, I get <laughs> filth. I get a trailer and then a little knock. That's right. Yeah, you ready to go? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. ready to go. And then every, and then what the background actors do is they look at me going, who's that guy? Is he someone I should know? And in my mind, I'm like, I love that they think that I might be somewhat famous. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the, you know, it's, but, you know, of course you do, right? It's it's like, ah, fuck it. Let them, let them think I'm important. <laughs>
0: yeah, you got a trailer. I mean, you know? it's cool to have a trailer. And, yeah. and you know, there's so that stupid. rare
1: occasion, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, these are, when they talk about like, you got to create leverage and you can't create leverage when the majority of your union is out of work and not, I mean, right. you just can't, how do you do that? And, and it's brutal too. So
0: I mean, when you, when you're an actor, you go on a lot of auditions and uh, I know at some point they're supposed to pay you, which they don't always do uh, when you go to a, on a certain number of auditions. But like, people somebody could be going on mm-hmm. auditions all the time and and booking nothing and they could actually be doing a good job but just not mm-hmm. finding that that right because uh, getting called yeah. into a number of auditions typically means right. that you're doing a good job and mm-hmm. they just don't always find the right thing and that person could be be completely broke and for sure it's,
1: yeah how, how do you i mean there there are shows there are shows or uh, even when a movie was coming to town i mean i've done a dozen auditions for the same project and didn't book it it's those are the ones that frustrate you because you're like oh man, hell yeah because you're like just give me a freaking job already it's killer <laughs> so, too because like, some, sometimes
0: you, man it's down between you and somebody else and that's like a forty thousand yeah. dollar job
1: exactly well a lot of times too like when i've been pinned because i got pinned for a couple of bigger things where i was like shit if i book that that'll that would kind of That would sort of change things. But then you realize, oh, I think they just pinned me because not because I was bad. And I mean, I think I did a good job, but I think they already had someone from New York or L.A. in mind that. And I was like, in case that person like got fell through. Right. Like would have to be so drastic.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know. Or like um, maybe
0: a negotiating standpoint too. That that ha- so that there was a thing that I was um on hold for, where uh, my agent at the time was sure that that uh, I they did everything but tell me they told uh, one of our other friends that yeah he's 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 pretty much got this and then I ended up not getting it and yeah. uh, BJ Novak from the office got it. I was like oh, yeah. what, that that's the other guy. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, so it's probably what you're saying is probably in case he gets his hand chopped off yeah well, what about um, this premiere though so uh, the premiere for this movie that you're in oh yeah everybody not, go see haunted mansion go yeah. see haunted mansion Ian's in the haunted it. mansion and this
1: haunted it's the first all over global the news. release film yeah it's the first film i've ever been in that's going to have a global global release and it is so, the
0: first film affected by this strike as they have replaced is, the actors dude, with is there going to be a disney character replacing dude, you on the red is, carpet here in atlanta
1: and no, no. I did get invited to premiere Here in Atlanta and I was like man I don't know if I'm gonna go and now I'm like Man maybe I should go I'll be the only actor From the movie that shows yeah, Right. So what would happen if premiere. you went would you get in trouble I don't know man you? you should come with me And we should just eat all the hors d'oeuvres I'll go, I'll go you with know? you I'll, 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 I'll I mean, dress up as a Disney me. princess You and I and Mickey what? Mouse and Goofy and all yeah. yeah we'll
0: dress up as Mickey Mouse and Goofy And then it'll be acceptable I mean I, um, I bet there's people protesting it. You, you think there'll be people, you think there'll be actual actors out of work protesting that, that films, that'll be so and this great. Is, this
1: is what it, it, I'll be honest with you. I was really like, oh man, I'm really hoping I'm, I'm looking forward to the residual checks on this one. Cause it's going to even open in China. Right. I'm like, yeah, I wonder what, how that's going to change things. And of course this fucking strike happens right right but i think that'll just honestly what i'm hoping is people will run into the theaters and see these films now um because i guess there's just not going to be anything coming out for a while but i do think but here's another factor there's another important factor that i don't i'm sure someone has talked about it i just haven't seen it being talked about a major factor that's different now, as opposed to the the the, the WGA strike in the earlier two thousands, uh, is there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't um, there wasn't all this way to self produce content. So I right. think maybe much like reality TV blew up and took off in that point, I think honestly, people are going to be jumping on YouTube a lot more and sucking up a lot more content there. I
0: I think so. Yeah. I think it's a great opportunity for people who create content for podcasts, for uh, independent filmmakers, people who have studios and just, if you've ever wanted to make a film and and, I mean, Hollywood is not, it's changed the way the content creation, the streaming, it's all changed the way um, that people consume content and uh, it's not dominated anymore by sure it's good to have a whole bunch of money and it helps but it's not dominated by that hollywood model Mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of hard to break some people's mindset on that like some people who would would be good resources and in creating content outside of that model it's kind of hard to shake them from well this is how it works when it's not really anymore like Mm -hmm. i'll see a a lot of actors and in shows and stuff who are you know maybe they're they're not super. They're not super well-known actors, and mm-hmm. their uh, their social media following is just they it's they don't well, have any. It's very very minimal.
1: So, uh, one of the things that um, I have seen people point this out, and I thought of it as well. I'm sure a lot of people have thought about this who are part of like like our generation. Anyone who's over forty, right? I guess. You 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 can remember a time when celebrities, their lives, the things they did off stage or off camera, it was very, the scarcity was, there, you, there was so much scarcity. You didn't know where Jack Nicholson lived. <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't, you know what I mean? Like you didn't see any, you didn't see any of these people outside. So scarcity, as we know, increases value, right? So with the... Um, with the, 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 the onslaught and, and the availability of all the social media channels that are out there it's almost these famous people making themselves as accessible as us like being able to tune into the rocks instagram every day that sort of devalued them and in a way except certain- the
0: rock is great at it and most other
1: ones aren't Well, and The Rock is a franchise, he's one of the last, he's one of the last who you would miss if all of a sudden he disappeared, right? If I'm trying to think of, um, I don't know, any of these, like Tom Holland, right? Or any of these, you know, younger celebrities, they're all replaceable. You know, I think they are. I just think they are. I don't think they have the same value as uh, like market value and you know what I'm talking about in branding not people but the, the market right. value of a of a Harrison Ford brand they don't have that and
0: Harrison Ford is coming out in that movie where it, he he's doing that last uh, Indiana Jones that I haven't seen it but the reviews it, it just it kind of seems like it was just another one of those woke let's uh, take advantage of an old brand and make it woke and yeah. not doing yeah. so great
1: yeah yeah and i mean it was i mean the the one before this one the kingdom of the crystal skulls all right spoiler alert if you haven't seen it you're lucky um but the spoiler alert is i remember i'm gonna tell the ending it was like it was we got maybe five minutes from the ending and i look at the buddy who i went to the movie with and i went because i started to see where this is going and i look at him and i go if there's an alien spaceship that rises up at the end of this I'm going to fucking walk out of this theater. And 5 <laughs> minutes later an alien spaceship rises up and I fuck I was like fuck this movie and I walked yeah, out of yeah. this theater.
0: I hated that movie. So you're a writer and and you do improv so that's probably what tuned you in to expecting that to come. There's a lot of uh, uh I don't know to call them tropes that a lot of movies follow like like check off's gun. You mentioned mm-hmm. something is kind of brought up or in in uh was it mm-hmm. the first act then yeah. It's gonna gonna be uh, impactful in the last one. I think an example I remember it might have been from that book, Save the Cat, where mm-hmm. uh, what lies beneath. I think Harrison Ford is in that one too. Actually, it, I think he's in that and um, that Michelle Pfeiffer, maybe the, the, the hot chick. I, I don't know if it's Michelle Pfeiffer. I think it's Harrison Ford. You think it's Witness? No, it's it's the one where it, it the. I think it's Harrison Ford. It's kind of like a creepy horror movie. And uh, the, his wife is not the same. And she like k- kill. It's weird. It- and, and they're driving over a bridge in, in act one and somebody there's a scene to point out the fact that, oh, no, I have no signal on, on, on my phone right here. Oh, it doesn't work. Right. And so then, you yeah. know, then it's gone. And there's a reason they do that in act one, because in mm-hmm. act three, somebody is about to die and they're like, oh, I have no signal on my phone. So Chekhov's gun is introduced and it's going to be used in act three. So those are things to kind of look mm-hmm. out for in movies to anticipate what will happen in the third act. And uh, you, I, I know you've written some screenplays. There's a lot of little uh, um, techniques and stuff like that that inform you, or make it make you able to kind of predict how a movie might end.
1: There's just storytelling. There's just things that are innately human storytelling. I mean, uh, I, you know, it's like I, I, I'm—I don't know who, where I picked this up, but the quote is, I'm paraphrasing is something like there. There's just. You know, a couple of types of stories, we just keep retelling them over and over and yeah. over in different yeah. ways, right? right? Uh, and, and that reincorporation, it's just something that's just satisfying as a human, it, uh, it probably because it shows up in our own life in weird ways sometimes, right? Um, but we just find that like, certain things like are just so damn satisfying, um, and they have to be in the story, Right. Right. It goes for that efficiency
0: um, of storytelling too, is making the the dialogue and the scenes impactful. Uh, Denver Bradaway says that he saw, uh, I think he's talking about uh, the same movie that, that you were talking about, the uh, Indi- the fifth Indiana Jones, I guess. Mm-hmm. Saw it in the theater and was pissed, and he mm-hmm. went to see it on a double date and had sushi afterward and trash talked the movie, the Crystal yeah. Skulls, Shia LaBeouf, what 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 you know what the what a shit movie it was. And that he would probably be walking out of a new one in the first five minutes. It, it sucks to see somebody like Harrison Ford uh, being. Of course, he's going to get a big paycheck for it. So I, I you know, I guess I can't.
1: I, I, out, I, I, I pretend that four, five, and six are the only Star Wars properties that exist. Fuck everything else. <laughs> right. All of it. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, you, know. you lose
0: track too. It's just yeah. uh, it's such like if it's good, I guess it doesn't matter if if they can actually do it good in a in a different way. Yeah but they're just cash grabbing shit man it's just it's gotten to the point where everything produced is just such an obvious cash cash grab i couldn't have been so, i was so mad and i know this movie probably didn't make a ton of money but i was still pissed off when i saw that uh white men can't jump 2
1: <laughs> i know i love or, or, the first or not one, just by a reboot way. not even I've 2 i fucking love that first one
0: the first one is a classic it's and a they classic. made the second one I know. with a rapper I
1: know a white rapper and they're the, taking and you, all the humor out of it
0: right you know, there's and
1: not you can be one there's not gonna be any fucking funny like the lad, that one was funny
0: it was great and you can it tell by great. the trailer of this one that it's just
1: awful awful
0: it's just awful it's a cash mean, why? grab you're right cash grab you're right
1: yeah it's so stupid I mean, um, they
0: redid the, the the Wonder Years with a black family just recently, which is, which is like do a different plot, you know, don't do the Wonder Years again or give it a different name at least.
1: Yeah. So I remember, I, I think that's the one I was like, so is that, is that called when you take a white property and put black actors in it, is isn't that called blackface? It? That's by blackface it. <laughs> I think that's called black. They blackfaced
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost insulting. It seems like to me, yeah. and I guess it's great for the actors that do it if they can uh, spin hey man, it, spin like another exactly, role. Exactly.
1: Look, hey, look. I mean, look. The Little Mermaid was great the first time around. I don't care how many new ways you spin it. <laughs> Maybe if there's lots of nudity in it, I'll go. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was nudity and like lots of heavy metal music. Like there's have to be some way right. to spice yeah. it up for me to. I really don't care to see. I it's see it's a little mermaid you, with daddy issues is what yeah, you're talking about. I don't need to here. see any more little mermaids. It was one right. was fine. Come up with new shit. You want to see a rebellious little mermaid
0: people. who's working at the, uh, hey, uh, the,
1: hey man. the gold club. I yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I, it's, it, it's, you know, black people should be insulted. Well, not all of, you know what I'm saying? Like black actors, you know, who are concerned about that they should be insulted when they're asked to just play this old property, this tired old property instead of like, how about something new? You know? Um, yeah. yeah. No, no we're only going to give you these old characters.
0: Yeah. I, if for we're the gonna... paycheck, if the paycheck's good enough, look, I, I would have been in white men can't jump reboot, even though I would have been out of, I, I would have told my friends about it. Yeah. I cast a white men can't jump reboot. It's shit, but man, I'm going to be in it. <laughs> yeah.
1: But what, what if we did, what if we took shows? Cause like I, I talked about this a while ago with, with, with Michael, uh, you, you know my old writing partner, you know, Michael. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I, um, I was like, you know, what if we took classic eighties movies and just, you know, like did Mr. Mom, but with like ice cube.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Right. I think that'd be a hit. That would be, be funny. <laughs> I think be
0: <laughs> ice cube hit. is Mr. Mom.
1: Who played Mr. Yeah. Mom? Was it
0: uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? or I think in something else.
1: No, no. Mr. Mom was uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, oh, okay. like yeah. awesome Michael Keaton. like another one uh, you know you could do what if you did different strokes uh but switch the races like had a wealthy black family adopted this poor black white kid from the Appalachians <laughs> it's just a huge right that what you know? <laughs> like a What's he talking about willis yeah <laughs> what you talking about
0: see that's, a, see, that's a a unique it's like a parody <laughs> angle They're, they don't even do that they they even do the the flip on like what was it? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but a drama? Is that Was that something anybody was looking
1: for? No, no. Nobody's looking for that. Nobody. Like the reason why this was something interesting I came across is that one of the reasons why a movie like Top Gun did so well and why people said things like, man, they don't make them like this anymore is because they don't. Because right. all the movies they make now, like the new one, Oppenheimer, that's going to be cool. But it's going to be dark, depressing, really, like, self-examining, really cynical, not a lot of optimism, not going to walk out of there feeling like I just watched a jet fighter. (laughs) Right. right. I'm not going to walk out of there with a sense of optimism. I'm going to be like, man, I think he did sell those secrets to the Russians. Like, that's the kind of stuff we're going to be (laughs) –
0: did, did, did you see about. the news about Oppenheimer, that Matt Damon and Cillian Murphy and other actors walked out during Thursday night's London premiere uh, mm-hmm. of the movie because of the strike? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine the In the drama? middle of the movie? I, it, they make it seem like the, in the middle of the movie. I don't know if that's the way it happened. That's the way that the LA Times so did it their, seem like. So they didn't have
1: their phones off?
0: No, they had their phones on. They didn't listen to that little they dancing thing of popcorn. They were not watch popcorn. the all. No. They were tweeting they, they what they did is the they strike. went there they they were instructed to go there i guarantee you this is what happened uh they were said this premiere is going to be happening at this time period and you guys are going to go and the strike is yeah. going to happen then and yeah. you guys are going to get up and make a big display so this this is uh, what edward bernays called creating the news as they created this dramatic mm-hmm. incident uh so they can uh, look i just I, I wonder if they think about like the one or two kids who are there to uh, see those celebrities, they admired them. They see them walk out of that movie. Of course, it's like, why are you taking your kid to see Oppenheimer would be the next question. But
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> What are you doing? Like, like, it was like when my parents, I remember when Star Trek, the motion picture came out, I begged my parents to take me to see it. And I don't know if you've seen the first Star Trek. It's so weird to, to jump from. You got to try this one day. Just watch the original series and then just go. Now I'm just going to continue this by putting in Star Trek the motion picture and tell me what happens.
0: It's, it's uh, did you say Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Trek. Okay, Star, Star Trek. Trek.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, the, yeah, original, so series Trek, is... the original series. Is... <laughs> the original series is one thing. And then they made this movie years later. It was like also when I convinced my mom to take me to see Dune when I was like 11. I remember she looked at me at one point. She was like, what is this movie? I'm like, I don't know. And then yeah. Baron Harkovan takes out a slave's heart plug, and you know, I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, I guess we're staying. You know, what's great about
0: the start the Star Trek series now is so you have the original series, and now fast forward to within the past five six years, you have all of these these uh, they've done these like spinoff series, and mm-hmm. some of them are. Uh, They predate the original series. Like, there's a series right now uh, in the past couple of years. It's on the second season, I think. It's called Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds, and it is following Captain Pike. Because, you know, in early Star Trek series, Captain yeah, Pike yeah. is like all messed up and, and, he, and, and Kirk takes over from him. And so it's leading up to that with Captain Pike, he had some vision where he knows what's going to happen to him. But what is, what is really funny about it to me to watch it is that in all these uh, shows, and there's another one called Discovery that also predates, uh, th- this starts like 10 years before, is they're all super woke. They have they, thems. Uh, and and their and their crew, they have females leading everything, and then you have this this thing, and then you get up to Star Trek: The Original Series, and it's just a bunch of white dudes in Ahura, and it's like, what happened? What what yeah. happened to stop all the progress? Yeah, no, they them's are in the original Star Trek, but <laughs> it's just a little bit of uh a lack of congruent congruency there.
1: Yeah, it 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 is um. It is funny how much uh, how much they just preach to us these days. Um, And I think that's why people have stopped going to see these movies, obviously. I mean, it's lame. I mean, like, I don't know, like there were there was something. uh, The movies I grew up on, like the comedies were irreverent. They were not something you should let your kids see, but we all still managed to see them um it was fine like i you know you remember there's a movie called zapped with scott Bayo. this was one of the worst of the worst you know this movie <laughs> i don't think i saw that i love scott Dude, it's an 80s comedy 80s comedy scott Bayo gets um he gets these uh, uh telekinesis powers right and you know what he does with it he starts popping chicks shirts off that's
0: is that's like that's what he does with it because you what know what a teenage boy do would do. Do you know
1: what a teenage boy would do? It would pop chick shirt off, <laughs> exactly he exactly what to they look would get do. Naked chicks. Right, right. Now, I did not watch that movie and then walk out of the theater and start trying to. T- <laughs> I still behave. You didn't start by doing these You start you know, ripping we just off. yeah, because because what we could do, we, what we've lost the ability to do, is look at something. Like, uh, you know, a piece of fiction and go, oh, this is heightened reality. Nothing like this exists in the real world and it's safe to laugh at it. Absolutely. If this did exist in the real world, it would be horrifying.
0: Right. Yeah. So they've taken that. So film has always been a vehicle for propaganda, but there there has been... People's ability to differentiate that, and you know, you yeah. have parents that help people differentiate that. You know, that's not real now. It's like they have just fully uh, uh, tried to capture that medium to j- do nothing but cultural propaganda, uh, especially with uh, a lot of these. You know, the CW every show has uh, a they them lead, and there's yeah. nothing about it's just it, it could be a superhero show. The only thing you hear about is like scissoring lesbian relationships and, and how it affects the characters. That's all there is. It's like they want to supercharge these screens that they have yeah. connected to people's brains and maybe it's turning people off maybe it's going to make people turn that shit off it's obviously hurting the, the model for producing film and TV because you see a movie like Top Gun that Top Gun has some propaganda angles too when it comes to promoting the military military industrial complex but I was reading about Tom Cruise talking about um, the characters to, mm-hmm. to the other actors in the movie where he was telling them just embrace embrace the douchebaggery of the character because that's what the character is. And if you don't like it, just embrace that douchebaggery, and that's what you have to do to play that character. Don't try to make it be Dude, something else. And that movie worked. It's like one of the only get, movies that has
1: worked. I get why I get the propaganda criticism on something like Top Gun Two. I get it. However, you can't tell me it's also not cathartic as fuck to watch that stuff. It's super cathartic. Like it is fun to go watch jet fighters zip through canyons to watch a dude on a motorcycle race a jet i mean all this stupid shit it's all ridiculous it's all fun um well and it appeals to the crowd of
0: people that they like are tired of the woke shit too so it's like that's yeah, it's exactly
1: fire. right so so i don't know it's like you know maybe i i, I take some ultra military propaganda over the woke propaganda I guess you have to pick your poison. Right, I don't yeah. know, man. But I just, I do, I do miss the fact that, you know, and honestly, man, this, all, a lot of this shit is rooted too with, you know, way back, it was all the Democrats that started the PMRC. They're the ones that slapped warning labels on shit. They're the ones that have been censoring shit forever. I'm so fucking sick of that as well. That somehow along the way, I mean, I remember as a kid, being infuriated as like a 14 year old and then immediately going well the only album i want is the one with that you know you know parental advisory Lyrics warning on it. Otherwise, right. I don't yeah. want to listen to anything.
0: It's like, do they know the, the reverse psychology effect that that's going to have? It, it feels like there, there's, a, there's a question here. Is that movie coming out at a time when the US is pushing nuclear war and aggression? Is that a coincidence or coordinated? Which movie are you talking about, Attaway? Is that Top uh, Gun 2? Top, top Gun 2? You know, it's, it's a possibility for sure. Uh, well, the, it didn't. Let me
1: put it this way I watched the movie, still don't like nuclear war.
0: <laughs> right. So it
1: didn't work on me,
0: right? What was the story where they had to remove some of the patches on his
1: jacket? Oh, that's lame as shit. Do you know that's what I'm so talking about? It's like, yeah, and it was something, and then something to do with uh, some something to do with Taiwan. I want to say,
0: yeah, I think so too. I think you're right because that's that whole uh, idea yeah. that that we're doing right now with Russia and Ukraine is we're trying to demonstrate to China that they better not even try this. Remember, 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 oh, Oppenheimer remember. is what he's saying. Oppenheimer is oh, what he's talking about.
1: Oh, yeah, probably. Yes, I would agree with that. That yeah, they're we're we're you know, yeah, Ugh. they're maniacs. Like they're, they're they're right now they're yeah, probably. It's fucking now.
0: obnoxious, man. It's like a lot of people just want to make movies that are like funny and interesting, but it, it it's like you have to, to get somebody's attention or to get funding. And, and at least for some to have Dude, have that extreme propaganda angle to it.
1: Yeah. Like I know, I know someone locally here who, and, and people might not realize it, but you know, agent uh, actors, usually when they get to a certain level, especially when they're living in LA and New York, they have agents and managers so, you don't have to have both. Uh, they do slightly different jobs, but they overlap. Um, watch uh, Entourage if you want to see the difference between an agent and manager. That's a great show that exposes the dynamic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the, this girl I know, she got, you know, LA management out of, you know, she, it's a movie it's a comedy about her on the way to get an abortion right that sounds like a hilarious premise (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like her gay. it's like it's like her gay friend is helping her to go and i'm not gonna plug the movie i don't want to give it any 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 kind of no no can you imagine that
0: pitch i got a story a comedy about a girl on her way to get an abortion And it's so edgy. It's
1: edgy, you know? And it's like, and then I saw another one where this, this woman was talking about, it was, she's doing a one woman show. Oh God. A one woman show (laughs) about this stillbirth that she had. Oh my God. And it was, she was, and then she was saying, Hey, we're doing one night in New York city. And it's been uh, brought to you by this, such and such grant. I'm like, yeah, because nobody would buy a fucking ticket to go see this thing. The poster was her in like a white dress with like a red dress in between her legs. That's supposed to represent blood. And she's in a Creek standing in a Creek. And I'm like, can't anybody just do something escapist. Right. Like I would rather, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just so tired of, um, and new, escapist and new we don't need pirates of the caribbean like let's have a whole right. different well, pirate I mean, movie
0: and her credit that's rel- that's a new thing is a, that that uh, idea of standing in a creek with a blood dress it's definitely a new idea
1: <laughs> but it's just it's just like oh, gosh i mean comedy is dead there's no more good comedy oh Even my god so- apatow could make a yeah
0: I, have, I, you know, I meant to bring this up on the show, but I haven't yet. You, you let me know about it, and I won't say the venue. But there, there is uh, a new comedy show in the area which we live that is – I don't have the, the advertisement that you sent me in front of me, but it's advertised oh, as God. like uh, – it's an open mic where LGBTQ people, women, LGBTQ women. Is that what it was? They get five no, minutes. Anyone, or any anyone LGBTQ? LGBTQ and women. Okay, so LGBTQ right. yeah.
1: and women get five minutes at the open mic. They
0: get five minutes at the open mic, and so that's so that's the usually the maximum amount you're going to get at an open mic. And then right. it has uh, underneath it has allies get three <laughs> get three
1: minutes at if the you open. You got mic. a dick. You only get right. three minutes. Right. And what do the racists get at this open mic? <laughs> well, and, and then what if the allies get more laughs? What happens? then you have to distribute those laughs yeah, you have to give have to, you you have have those to give, laughs away
0: Right? those those laughs are credited to the LGBT from earlier I earned
1: those laughs off the backs of all of these other LGBTQ people it, it, and that show
0: is will, is not
1: going to last right because people have to pay for a space so you'll I've get one told, I've told the venue owner flat out you gotta stop with the stupid fucking shows he goes well but I'm like well but Stu- this is a stupid show why do you have these shows well i i
0: think that you let people do whatever show they want if they can pay for the venue yeah that's well that's the
1: thing is he's doing a split and i was like you can't right. split this is like this is someone like making this is someone who's like they're making peanut butter and mustard sandwiches and saying i'll split the profits with you
0: i, I mean i saw one of those shows at. The, at the, i saw like, one of the what? open mics and it was uh there's a lot of it was, it was a lot of trans open mics, which I, the people I've met they're very nice, but the 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 style of comedy, oh, it, it, sorry, it, it just made everybody there uncomfortable. It's not and, funny, and that's fine. I mean, comedy is to make uncomfortable. I'm not like I I'm I'm very open to people being edgy and trying whatever for comedy. I'm all for that. But this idea that you can just advertising that just openly discriminates. I mean, this is discre- Can you imagine an open mic that said white guys get five minutes? Uh, um allies to white guys <laughs> get 3 yeah get 3 minutes and yeah, you know, lgbtq my, it, uh
1: you know yeah they, like cis white cis white guys get 5 minutes um al, yeah allies yeah allies get 3 what's going to be interesting is
0: is i know some female comedians in atlanta who probably would go to that and int- who are very against that and probably would go to that and say the absolute most inappropriate things possible at that open mic. That is a woman. So how does that work out when a woman in that protected group violates everything that protected group is supposed to be?
1: Well, see, they, they've covered that. They covered that way back when the LA times put Larry Elder's face on the cover and said that he was the black face of white supremacy. And I had to double check to make sure this wasn't the onion that I was reading. I mean. They, what it is, is like it's a thought. So, it you know, she can, ha- she, if she's having those thoughts, she's been brainwashed, right? A woman who would think that way is brainwashed. She can she's not really thinking for herself, you know. So, any woman who would disagree with the positions, uh, of, it's, a, of, it's actually a man the, who's doing that. Well, oh, wait, wait. It's like a white wait, man who's
0: it. thinking for her
1: yeah exactly she's 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 self-hating right? right that's one thing she's self-hating they'll recommend that she needs therapy obviously
0: well that's uh, she true, obviously
1: man. needs right she obviously needs therapy um she was probably what abused right she's, you know right. but, By but white or man. something like that Yeah, you know, she's they're they're going to come up with all kinds of reasons it's, where do you
0: think all this goes with the entertainment industry
1: from where it's at i, I
0: mean it's obviously they're in a I hope way right down point.
1: the toilet right down the fucking toilet yeah i have been waiting ever since finally like you know pulling the trigger you know long long time ago and taking that trip out to la and and actually i'm so glad i did pursue it and learn and 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 but ever since i did that i've I've noticed something about myself like i've noticed that well one I started consuming a lot less, uh, a lot less um, content. Yeah. Because you, you get disillusioned with it. Like film content,
0: um, TV content.
1: Yeah. Film and TV shows, you just get disillusioned. So I started consuming a lot less, but also, yeah, it was like all of a sudden my eyes were open to it a little bit. And, you know, you, 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 the people that they can turn on that charm when the camera's on cameras off i mean they're some sometimes assholes sometimes just you know regular you know what i'm saying it's like yeah, there's yeah. nothing once you get behind it and start seeing how it's made it, and then the other thing i realized too it loses its luster it loses its luster and the opportunities uh I think there would be, I would love to see the industry disrupted because we're not talking about an industry. If the film industry is disrupted, it's going to be painful for the sixteen. It's going to be painful for a certain amount of people, but camera operators, there's always going to be someone who wants to film something. There's always someone who's going to write something. There's always going to be someone who wants to memorize those things and say it on the camera. Absolutely. It's always going to happen. And there's always going to be people who are willing to pay for it. I hope this gets blown up I hope it gets so friggin' decentralized uh, that every movie is like a sound of freedom. I, I, I think that is
0: what the ultimate conclusion is going to be if they're holding out on this. It's almost like they're betting on people valuing what they do over what has emerged. And every movie is Yeah yeah movies in and of themselves i i think you uh, mentioned this earlier people are spending more time watching uh short videos and stuff on youtube mm-hmm. rumble tiktok wherever else people don't even have the attention span for movies anymore they they have to they're going to have to mold themselves uh to uh the, the public i don't think they have the All, all propaganda, all anything is about getting the public to support your position, whatever it is, whatever that position may be. I don't think they have. What will happen to Operation Mockingbird?
1: What happens to Operation Mockingbird when it's when it's just a bunch of independent people? Totally
0: right. Yeah, I think it dilutes it it, it, absolutely, and the opportunities that emerge, I, I. if people can break free from the mindset that it has to be Hollywood, I think there's going to be people. Are, nobody's never going to ever going to stop making films. It's not going to stop mm-hmm. happening. It's going to be people who aren't tied mm-hmm. to the union. And I, I, I think what they're hanging on to is if they let go of this need to just drive progressive propaganda through 99 percent of their material. Then they might get some of that power back, but the need to do that as being a prerequisite of what's going on in Hollywood right now, I think, is going to doom them because it has made people disinterested and, and even oppose them. When like, I, I love movies; I've always loved movies, and when I see a good movie, I'll, I'll tell people about it and, I, and I'll enjoy it. But mm-hmm. right now, it's it's just so much shit. That yeah. you don't even you don't want to be associated with it, and I think it's because of that, and it's maybe not even their fault. There's these uh, like the, I can't remember the organization. There's there's this nonprofit organization that has been pumping like forcing progressive ideological scripts through uh, the uh, the studios for years. The, the it starts with an L. Lear I think it's the Lear organization is one of them. Okay, uh, if they just break free from the control of that. Then they I think they're trying to appeal to the powers that be that have been funding and, and influencing them. They need to appeal to the people to win their power back, in my opinion, because I don't think the people align yeah. with
1: them no, I don't think I don't think they do either. I think it's obvious that Hollywood is completely out of touch. You know, Hollywood is making the mistake right now is they think that the re- they think that they're entertaining their peers. they think that what i mean is they don't understand that the consumers of these films think nothing like them no they don't nothing like them you know um, you know and that's uh, why they
0: don't get how, why trump does
1: so well and that's that's why, trump they, that's why is, they say stupid shit like we are all background actors and did. they don't even realize that, that, Stupid I mean, if I just brought it, if I, if I just brought a camera out, if I was ever on set and just like snuck a camera in like candid shit, dude, there's so you know? bad. I, yeah. I felt like sneaking
0: they're food. Not, they're, yeah, they're yeah. not background actors at lunchtime. No, right? dude. They're, it's just like, you feel bad being part of it too. It's like those people, they're just, yeah. People, people are background act- actors. Sometimes they're a little, it can be a little over the top, but they're just trying to. they're all weirdos.
1: That's I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say. They're, Every background actor is a weirdo. Oh, everyone. Some of them are nice weirdos, but super weird. Super weird.
0: Yeah. It's one commercial I was in. They were all standing, there was like four of them standing on tables doing rap battles in the little room.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're all like, they're all like, they're all like, I'm gonna be a background actor and I'm gonna be plucked from being a background actor. Steven Spielberg is gonna go, whoa, cut, 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 cut what, what, didn't I, didn't I do it right? No, 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 not you. Who's that guy? Well, well
0: so they, there is the story, a couple of stories of that that gives people that ideal, but it's just so I know. rare.
1: Nah, you know, whenever you hear stories like that, that's like, that's like going, I'm going to become rich by winning the lottery. It's not a plan. You, you know, that's Pete Davidson's story. Pete Davidson, his father was in the CIA. That's
0: I think there, I, I think there was, I think there was other factors there like that. yes. But they tell us that his story was he was a background actor who they just thought he's had the look.
1: No, but Nick Kroll, his father ran a a private spy agency. That's true. You know the Kroll show?
0: Yeah, yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, I'm serious.
0: It it, it never fails that when I look up one of these people who suddenly becomes so famous so quickly – that their dad or mom is, is uh, you know, one of the original members of, you know, families on the Mayflower. Or or <laughs> dad signed the fucking Constitution. Or <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> well, I
1: have relatives that go back that far, but it never trickled down to me. Yeah. I didn't yeah. get any... I didn't get into the Illuminati. Out of it. Do,
0: do you know that about... So the guy who... who I think it's uh, the guy who owned that uh, a submersible Titan. His... He had two... Uh, I wanted to impress
1: the Illuminati.
0: He descended from uh, two founding fathers of the United States who signed the Constitution. And his wife, his wife was a descendant of two people who died on the Titanic. It's just like,
1: I mean, yeah, that's funny. That's funny.
0: It's crazy shit, dude. It's all wild.
1: Yeah. um, Did we talk
0: about the timing of the strike being bad too? I don't know. What do you mean? What way? Oh yeah, well, because just, of just and a lot of the factors and their, their I think their power's weakening,
1: but uh go ahead. Yeah, well just like like why wouldn't why wouldn't you know why would you try to put the brakes on a train going four miles an hour as opposed to like right. let it let it get back up to speed. Like let yeah. the fucking train get back up to speed. And then you pulled the brakes.
0: So they did it not at the peak of their demand. Right.
1: They're but so at the stupid. lowest
0: point of their demand.
1: It's almost it's almost like someone from the Producers Guild had a mole and told the idiot actors. Because like, I know, and you know, one of the chief negotiators. And I will tell you their name later. But you and I both know one of the chief SAG negotiators. And when I tell you who it is, you'll be like, well, no wonder they didn't negotiate well. No way! Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. say it on here. I think I know what it is. That blows my mind. Um, yeah. All right, Ian. I, I, I thank you for joining me to have that talk, mm-hmm. and thank you guys for watching. And if there were technical it's always difficulties, fun. I, I apologize, but we'll do it again soon. Man, you're always yeah, welcome it's always to come fun on the show. I love talking with you, and you have a uh, you have you have um, unique perspectives, especially from being inside of what would typically uh, be viewed as a, a progressive uh, uh, go see Haunted Mansion. Bubble. I can <laughs> go see Haunted you, mansion. Not one, absolutely, not
1: one kid, not one kid was sex trafficked, at least while I was there. Well,
0: yes. So go see Haunted Mansion. The last, yeah. my, that, you know, that might go down in history as the last film Disney ever produces. Wouldn't
1: that go be great it. for you? Go see it. It actually looks like it might be kind of fun.
0: It does. I, I've been seeing yeah. the ads for it and I think about you yeah. every time. So go see it, Haunted Mansion. Uh when's it? So do you know how long it's gonna be in theaters and when it'll be available on streaming?
1: I got my router <laughs> up behind me because I'm gonna have to change that password. Uh, oh, did you <laughs> <laughs> you had your
0: router password <laughs> on camera the whole time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny as shit, dude. Oh my gosh. No, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you go change that password. And thank you guys yeah. for watching uh YouTube, Twitter, Rumble, and Rockfin. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Have a all fantastic right. rest of It was always day. fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Enjoyed it.